Welcome to Rejected Religion Spotlight. I'm Stephanie Shea. My guest today is Kevin McLaughlin. Kevin is a senior lecturer in media production at the University of the West of England with research interests related to the role and function of a culture. He is a filmmaker, artist, and media producer, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of Monad, Journal of Transformative Practice, as well as the founder and chair of the Trans States Organization. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to uh, to welcome you. And it's a pleasure to talk with you today about Trans States and the conference. Uh, the most recent uh, one just took place in September of this year, yeah. and I was able to attend. I really enjoyed myself immensely. It uh, happened at the University of Northampton in England, and... It was my first time attending the conference, uh, and as I said, I just had a wonderful time. But you've um, organized a few other conferences already, so yeah. I was wondering if we could start out with a bit of background about how Trans States came to be and what the inspiration was for you to create uh, this organization and conference series. Yeah, okay. So... Um... I, uh, it, just before 2016 is when I take, took a new direction with my sort of research career. Prior to that, having been given a research-based contract and having a full lectureship, my research was actually in, I was still doing a lot of practical media work and my research was around kind of uh, pedagogy and particularly group work dynamics and things like that. Um, and... I, I just had this kind of sudden realization that I was spending 90% of my time reading um, about sort of uh, the study of religions and, and, and things around various uh, esoteric subjects. Um, and also in my life, that was a very private part of my life at that point. I had, I had been sort of keeping it very much to myself and sort of living a double life. And I actually made this conscious decision that I wanted to like bring those two parts of me together kind of unapologetically be myself and also mm -hmm. like when I got so much joy out of these research topics why wasn't that my field of research it just mm. seemed crazy so I had been speaking with a colleague about how I kind of wanted to put on some sort of conference it all came about because I'd been at Northampton for two years and I'd finally sort of uh, made some personal contact with uh, Alan Moore who was uh, very kind to be a keynote at the first conference. And, you know, a lot of that was all just kind of like how that all fitted together. I'd met him at another event where we'd had a bit of a chat and I was like, well, if what I want to do is have my research uh, in this area of esotericism and I've just met this man who's like so iconic in that field, <laughs> then surely I should like put this conference on and invite him. Um, and then, and then it was very much, uh, I'd say that there were two major influences if I wanted to give uh, credit where it's due, which was the interdisciplinary net, um, conferences, uh, which happened, um, there were these, you know, kind of fascinating events, uh, at the clues in the title, 
they were really focused around bringing together lots of people from lots of different disciplines. And they had these really great conferences, which were kind of roundtable events. Uh, and there was lots of room for discussion. It was, you know, it was quite a slightly more a traditional format in some senses, but a little bit more uh, 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 unconventional in others. And it was a really great place for me to find my footing as like my entry into that world and speaking at conferences and, 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 and delivering. Uh, and because of my subject area, uh, I'm a lecturer in media production, but I, I teach on a media communication and culture course, which is a highly interdisciplinary subject, you know. And so my work has always been incredibly interdisciplinary. Um, and then, so it was those conferences, um, I, I, I published a couple of articles in 2016. So this was like just my kind of explosion out into this as my new direction for research. I'd also attended a few of the breaking convention uh, conferences and the organizers of the conferences are good friends of, of mine. And they take this, uh, with their focus being psychedelia, they cover very, very serious, quite straight, heavily objective, scientific, psychedelic research material. But they also made room for um, the wider psychedelic community. You know, there were people doing um, much more kind of radical things there. I mean, it's a convention as opposed to a conference. There was like... You know, they always have very good nights out that are built into the conference. They have they had workshopping. It, it just had a bit more of a a, a less stuffy, um, slightly more playful approach. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of really drawn to that. I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm a playful person. I also want to take a playful approach. It was very much, I want to make the kind of conference that I would really enjoy going to if I'm going to do it. And the other thing that Breaking Convention did, which I was really motivated by, and I, I spoke to them about this, was that they had in their eligibility criteria that it wasn't necessarily about having traditional qualifications, but being able to um, demonstrate that you were an expert in your given area, whatever that might mean. Uh, and that is something that I built into Trans States from, from day one, and it was very much... Um, rooted in 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 what they were doing and I had a great amount of admiration for that because I think in the kind of broader or cultural community and esoteric like esotericism more broadly we have some incredible independent scholars who maybe don't have sort of traditional qualifications and I'm also deeply aware that many of the artists and practitioners um, they they have well for a start they're phenomenological researchers they're practical researchers uh, and and for me it was really important to uh, bring those uh, communities together to have fruitful conversations I know it's not the first time it's been done but that's something that I really wanted to do because I was both those things and I was going through this experience of bringing those things together in my life as well so it mm -hmm. kind of got mirrored in the conference. Uh, and my desire to not just have these individuals be the subject of research, but have like a conversation on an equal footing, which is why it's always been incredibly important for me as well to feature artists and practitioners as keynotes as well and sort of show um, that, as I say, expertise can be considered in different ways and in different in different modes and modalities. Right. 
Well, I was quite impressed with this character of interdisciplinary uh, uh, approaches. And uh, as you said, there are not only academics present, but also uh, uh, practitioners, different artists. Uh, you even created several beautiful artworks uh, that were displayed uh, at the at the or exhibited at the at the conference uh, as well, which I really enjoyed. And you also kindly allowed me to uh, to share those artworks. Uh, they will be included in the in the video and in social media for for promotion for this uh, for this interview. Um, I really enjoyed this mixture of the emic and the etic. Uh, as you were talking about just now, these alternating alternating uh, approaches, um, I think it worked really well. Was this blending of of concepts? Was this something that everyone took to very easily, or was this a little bit a little bit tricky in the beginning? No, I, people took to it straight away. Oh, good, good. Uh, in the first conference, you know, it, it, it was a huge success. And and it and it and it really found its place in its desire to do that, uh, and I think partly because actually it's a tricky thing to get right. Because yeah. I have seen others, and they are they'll lean maybe one way more than the other, mm-hmm. and struggle with keeping like an actual equal footing. Um, and and you know there is there is the possibility of making serious scholars feel like that the balance isn't right and that the scholarship isn't legitimate enough. And I'm very concerned that we maintain a certain standard, you know, because right, right. it can slip a little if you're, if you're not, if you're, you know, not being sort of discretionary enough. Um, but then similarly, like a desire to overassert that can make some practitioners feel outsiders or undervalued. And so it is a really, it is a difficult line to walk. Uh, and, you know, that's my main role, I guess, is trying to make sure that that tightrope walk is is mm-hmm. is is achieved. Um, and, you know, uh, and I think not not that there's never been any, uh, you know, sometimes people have their own preferences and would like okay. me to go one way or more a little more. But I think overall, I've been happy uh, with that. And I, and I see that as my primary role is this like building bridges. And, and that's what a conference is. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a bringing people together. It's like, I'm making that space. It's the melting pot. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily for me to decide what will arise out of that melting pot. I'm just creating the opportunity and the possibility and some incredibly fruitful um, new relationships have like come out of that. And that's precisely what we do these things for. Indeed. I felt just for my own personal experience, a uh, real sense of camaraderie and uh, yeah, that the that everyone was willing to engage with each other. And I didn't get any sense at all of one group feeling a little bit, you know, miffed about the other group or anything. It seemed to be really yeah. comfortable in that regard. So, uh, you know, as my first experience, it was really inspirational in that aspect that, oh, wow, this, this can actually occur. This can actually happen. And yeah, that, that made me feel, uh, yeah, really great about the, the fact that there's so much creativity also included and that, yeah, that to me, I find that also to be an important thing personally, but for other people, I'm sure that's the same as well. 
And I, I think part of it, like even just the name trans states and the way that we kind of like present ourselves, there's lots of stuff around um, me playing with the idea of like maybe questioning some of these sort of perceived binaries. Yeah. Um, uh, and so because it's not just insider and outsider, emic, etic. Again, these are like quite a binary kind of thinking mm-hmm. again, because, of course, we have we have practitioner scholars and people that are both. We have people that have, so there's outsider, there's people that have been insider and then repositioned as outsider and vice versa. And actually there's a whole different spectrum um, of, 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 of modes and modalities again, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. and sort of me specifically uh, being quite open about being both a practitioner and a scholar, both in the sense of being an esotericist and an artist. I, you know, I think that um, again, I love some of the other conferences that don't do that at all. And there's definitely time for different approaches at different times. Um, But, you know, like it was about making a place where I was certainly at home. And then, you know, so many of us in the broader community have, um, they may not be professionally situated as much to, um, uh, to have that dynamic. But informally, you know, as a community, a lot of these people are already friends and interacting in many ways already. And so, yeah. yeah. And so when it's about kind of the, the, the community itself, which I think is really starting to blossom, there's really a sense of people that consider that, like, we'll come back to everyone and sort of consider themselves like a part of that network mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, it's just trying to say as a... Uh, make a comfortable home for those people or or a moment in time for them to be that unapologetically, you know, rather than some other conferences I've gone to where it's more like a bit of a whispering of like, you know, I've done this, on, you know, I have some interest in this, but I'm not, you know, going to talk about it <laughs> right. uh, because of how I might be perceived or whatever. And yeah. it, just, it just, just creates a little bit more comfort for people to be able right. to come show about these yeah good points good points that you made there and kind of to piggyback on that uh that general attitude quote unquote you know so to speak of of the conference was very open and you mentioned earlier about the the inspiration that you had about the round tables and it just seemed to be this very free exchange of ideas i really appreciated that too i welcome that type of attitude but I mean, we both know that probably some people within academia would consider some of the topics that are addressed uh, at trans states to be, you know, quote unquote, problematic or, you know, maybe even controversial. So I was wondering if you could talk about your own feelings about the importance of this balancing and inclusiveness and also maybe the challenges that go along with that. Yeah. I mean, there are some challenges aren't there because if you're attempting to be uh, building bridges and having that kind of like openness, you know, maybe to a, to a, to a more radical degree, again, there'll be some dissension uh, about like where those lines ought to be, ought to be drawn. But I, Again, it's really just a reflection of me. I, I, I have a very deep commitment to um, freedom of inquiry and, 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 and you know, academic freedom. Um, and I, you know, 
That's not to say that um, one doesn't have to be careful because taking a kind of open, tolerant approach doesn't mean that anything goes, you know? Right. Um, but it means that anything goes up until the extent that it's like infringing on the kind of freedoms of others, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to not have things be taboo. I think it's really important for people to be able to intelligently and critically engage in any given field of inquiry. Because if we, you know, again, by ring fencing it out and saying, that's a place that we don't go, it creates power with taboo, it creates, you know, it actually draws other people to it in a more problematic way, you know? Um, so it is, it, it can be difficult. And it sometimes means allowing individuals that I might not agree with their positionality, both, you know, um, how they are openly or how I know they are behind the scenes, you know? So, um, you know, it's not like I'm uh, putting a platform there for everyone where, I, where I'm behind what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, I feel like if, uh, if people have dissenting positions from me, my position has always been then let's have the argument let's let's yeah. let, let's get it out there right let's let's mm -hmm. discuss it um which i think is you know an appropriate position for well certainly an academic and i would go as far as right. to say anybody a responsible citizen <laughs> yeah. well that spirit certainly did come through very strongly i felt at the conference that um there was a certain um understanding and just an understood level of respect for each other. Um, yeah. And even if you were talking about something that, yeah, like you said, you might not personally agree with uh, uh, totally, or you might have some issues with it or whatever, just to, yeah, remain open-minded enough to be able to, yeah, to talk about it. Although I never had any experiences of people getting a little bit, you know, um, uh, you know, upset or, you know, you know, alarmed or anything like that. It seemed to be incredibly, uh, yeah. Like I said, it was just more of a friendly atmosphere in that regard. So, well, I think because if people, um, if people have a certain sense of, um, how to put it, that they, that they're very glad for the opportunity for that space and for it to be, yeah, yeah, that way, you know, because it affords them their voice and their dignity and a certain amount of respect. Um, uh, you know, even if you um, politely spar or, you know, disagree, I just that's that's what that's what draws me to academia mm. is that is that is that approach. Yeah. The fact that I have colleagues that we can like quite seriously disagree on things, but that doesn't make us disagreeable, you know, right. And that's not yeah. often the case in, in society at large. Sometimes oh. <laughs> there is this sense of if we disagree on a point, you know, blocked on social media, you're not in my, and I've never been like that as a person. I'm like, if, if I radically disagree with something, my first impulse is like, well, how did you come to that position? <laughs> Explain it to me, like break it down. I want to know. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I think, uh, as as you're going along 
through your uh, through each conference that it's probably just getting uh, more um, yeah, you, that you're being able to realize these goals more easily and that people are starting to just yeah just understand that that's your uh, intention yeah. and uh, be respectful of that so I think that's a great thing again uh, the theme of the conference uh, this year was the art of deception and this is the program uh book with and i think it's backwards probably for the for the viewers but in any case they can see the image and the image you chose this year uh was the or is the magician tarot yeah. card from uh this is from the writer wade smith deck um i remember you talking about um i think it was in the last discussion panel how there seemed to be this thematic development happening with each conference as you're uh, planning them and thinking about the next one as well. Um, could you talk about how you go about choosing the themes and why this theme was chosen for this year's conference? Yeah, so um, to be true to my word and true to how I was speaking on that panel, I have to be um, I, I guess, honest about that. I'd sat down with kind of some desire to put the first conference on uh, and not, you know, quite sure where I was going to go with it. Uh, and, and you know, I don't really know what other words to use, but it all came, you know, as some sort of uh, an inspiration. Like it all, it, it came as a fully complete concept. It was It was one of those, burning the midnight oil sat in the office on my own until goodness knows two or three in the morning. Um, so the name came to me, you know, I, I love a good pun. I love wordplay. Um, and, you know, there was already quite kind of like a lot of conceptual things built around uh, what I knew I wanted to do with the conference and, and what the name was, which was these ideas about, sort of liminality and transgression and the crossing of boundaries and the extent to which boundaries are kind of written and rewritten. And we kind of, you know, they're much more fluid than people give them credit for. And I knew that's why I wanted to look at. And so like the hanged man card seemed like this perfect identifier for that um, uh, in, in the first conference. Um, and then uh, I, and they didn't, the, the other conference themes did not come sequentially later in time, but the first four came to me that night altogether. And so there was like a lot of questioning about that because like it's fun doing something like the magician card, which is, you know, quite a iconic card might have been what someone would think would be the first one, yeah. you know, or, or you might start at zero or one and work yeah. sequentially through. And people are like, why was it the hanged man? And then why the tower uh, for number two? And I'm like, well, I don't know why, because that's, 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 that's how it all came to me in like a rush of kind of inspiration yeah. as I was like furiously um, sort of like catching up with the, the idea as, the, as, as it was coming to me and it had its own sense of kind of autonomy and this, you know how sometimes something comes is fully formed and you're chasing after it, uh, you, you know, which I think happens to all of us. I talk to my students about this a lot. We talk about creative processes in class and I, I haven't, I've yet to meet someone that hasn't had the experience of, of, of some sense of uh, uh, a huge download of something whether it's a song or a painting or like some creative 
work or even in in academic writing itself it can sometimes just become something that happens to you or through you or there's some sense of that and there was there was an element of that to it so i had the first four um and and i knew what each of the cards was and i knew what each of the core concepts was from that first night so the magician this one yeah this one i i was I thought this was so uncanny that it's kind of the trickster elements that uh, that we have uh, in this card. And right. it was very, I don't know, I guess maybe fitting that it, that seemed to be happening throughout the entire conference when it came to trying to get your camera set up and the microphones wouldn't work. And yeah. it was just a very strangely appropriate. I even had conversations with people beforehand. I'm like, okay, so we're talking about trickster gods where we're, you know, and, you know, invoking Mercury in this. And we're talking about, um, uh, things to do with, with, technology and communication <laughs> and the kind of innate tripsiness of that. And we were like, going like, of course we're going to have tons of tech problems, obviously. Uh, and then it happened. <laughs> and just the whole way through the conference, you can kind of see everyone going, yep, that makes sense. Yep, yep, okay. And they even happened in like really kind of playful, outrageous ways it as did. well. And it was like, well, how else was that going to be? You know, <laughs> uh, which again begs the question: Why are you invoking cards like the Tower and, 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 and Tricksters in the first place? And I did make that playful comment: Like I need to do the Sun card or something like that. Right, it, but I I, I imagine that Sun <laughs> card is not the next one. What no, is the next one? So the next conference is going to be um, based around the Fool card, and it's going okay. to be Trans States: The Art of Initiation. Wonderful. That yeah. sounds already so exciting. I'm wondering for, for people who might be listening to uh, you talk about this and they're like, well, I want to know more about this. And I would, you know, I'd like to attend this. Is this open to anyone who's interested? It's absolutely open to anyone as delegates. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And it's very much that. So even when we're talking about bringing uh, peoples together, whether they're artists, esoteric artists, or esoteric practitioners, or scholars, both independent or institutionally backed. Also, we very much welcome sort of like the broader or cultural community that just has interest in that field and just wants to be a part of that. So it's absolutely, uh, uh, in terms of attendance, it's mm -hmm. completely wide open. And then in terms of participation, as I said before, it's open to anyone who, you know, demonstrably has some sort of expertise within what what, what they do and can demonstrate that, you know, as part mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. kind of like process of proposing. Wonderful. And and I can also um, recommend that uh, people uh, check out your YouTube channel because Transstates also has a YouTube channel. That's it right. has you have a website, of course. Yeah. Uh, that you know, people can find more about you online through that. I will include that uh, information in the program notes. But the YouTube channel, you uh, try in any case to record everything at the at the conference, yeah, and then upload it at the or on the channel at a later date. I was just wondering if you have any indication, any idea of when this year's uh, 
recordings will be available on YouTube. Yeah, so it takes a little while. Yeah, yeah. To get things. I mean, first of all, there's the immediate crash after doing the conference. <laughs> right. But, but the organizing has so so from the start. I'm a I'm a media professional. I'm a filmmaker. There was just no question about um, us recording um, and and making these. But I'm very committed to open access principles anyway, and also just what we already said about this not being a closed thing and about it, 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 you know obviously impact is a huge thing in the academy now and um, you know if 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 you if you publish you know, which is still a very, very important part of academia, you know, you have to be a huge success to, 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 to have a very broad range of people engaging. And also we're living in a world where people want to engage with these themes and ideas through uh, social media, through podcasts, through video. Uh, a lot of my students are like, we, we don't even read books. It's all, I want to hear lectures. I want to listen to podcasts. I want like, uh, you know, and we, we think about that in our own classes as well as giving them readings, giving them access to academics through like, other platforms, a really great lecture series they do. Mm-hmm. And so, and the, you know, the YouTube channels, the materials on there have been watched like probably like 200,000 times coming up to that now. And that's really important, you know, right. that those ideas are getting out there, that they're having that impact. Um, and many of the people that have applied to come that have been an incredible and important part of the conference have found it through accessing those materials, which we've released at a later date online. So I, um, I'm in the process. Uh, we're, we're working on it. Um, we may take a slightly different approach this time and we may do a two-tiered release oh, okay. um, because we're trying to find ways to help finance the organization. And so we may we may do uh, 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 like a, a Patreon and do like a delayed release oh, to the wider okay. public. Um, so we're that's a little bit of part of what's holding it back. Plus, plus just getting everyone's time together mm-hmm. because it's it's you know, a lot of hours of material yeah. and requires a lot of work, Definitely. but we're hoping to see releases in, in, in right at the, at the, at the starting of the new year is so, so not, not terribly far. Excellent. Uh, and then it'll be a drip feed, you mm-hmm. know, until mm-hmm. it, until it's all out there or right. as much of it out there as is appropriate because out of respect for the participants, not everybody wants their material to be shared. Um, and so it's always down to the individual speakers, whether they are happy mm-hmm. um, for those materials to be publicly available. But the vast majority do. Um, and and there's also just the selfish that when I'm there, I literally don't get to see anything because I don't have a second. <laughs> I and I put these conferences on because I want to see all of these people speak. So it gives me the opportunity to go back and watch it twice all to myself and right. get to enjoy the materials that I, I mean, I put the conference on because I want to hear all of these people and I want to hear their ideas. Of course. And that's kind of the the curse when you're organizing something, then you're never able to just sit down and, and listen and, and observe, you know, and, and take it all in because you're always busy with, with a million other things. And even for uh, someone like myself who attended with the parallel conferences go or parallel sessions going sessions, on, yeah. um, you can't always, 
see everything yourself. So it's that's also really nice to have that opportunity to be able to uh, to view that on the YouTube channel. Uh, the things that you've missed. So, yeah. And yeah. in the meantime, for the for the viewers out there, check out the the YouTube channel and for all of the past uh, uploads that from the past conferences that are already yeah. that are already there and available. And um, also for the for the viewers and for the listeners out there, if you're interested to know more about Kevin's uh, own work, you can find his uh, page on academia.edu. Uh, if as well, you are interested to know a little bit more about my own uh, ideas about trans states uh, at uh, my blog on rejectedreligion.com. I have uh, put some posts there about my own impressions and reflections on the, on the conference. So you can read it there if you're interested. Um, Kevin, is there anything that else that you'd like to share uh, that I haven't asked you about? Well, I don't know. Well, first of all, by the way, thank you for your updates and which I which I read. Um, oh, you're very and, welcome. And I've been following what you're doing in your work since our uh, since our uh, our meeting at Sway uh, Seven. Yeah, uh, where 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 I gave the talk on Tulpamancy, which to date like it has been. Uh, people are still they seem to enjoy that more than anything else that I've done so I need to get my PhD done and dusted so I can get back and throw myself into that because uh, well it was uh, a wonderful talk and it was so yeah very uh, I guess I mean I didn't know ahead of time what you were going to be presenting until I saw the the program of course but yeah how our two presentations seem to fit so well together that was yeah, really it was great that it was, was really great. really enjoyable <laughs> that was so, really enjoyable yeah so i think what you're doing you know with your with your platform you know there's uh, I, I i can see that there's some uh uh kinship in our kind of like uh, missions and like you know um getting these things out to a wider audience yeah. bringing it in alignment with like the the era that, that we're in and, exactly. uh, yeah so so I guess a thank you to you for what you're doing and then for inviting me on to be a part of of your initiative also it's my absolute pleasure and I mean that because this I think as you said the bridging is very important so I tried to do that as well and I I welcome uh anyone who has that same spirit to uh to join to join in so um, yeah, I think that's really, um, important to be, be mindful of, of the, the larger public out there that's also interested in, uh, in these topics and these ideas. And who doesn't necessarily want this sense of, you know, the, the, the ivory tower, exactly. you know, the dusty books <laughs> right. and that this is what scholarship is, you know, yeah. like, yeah, uh, <laughs> So, sorry for the viewers out there. I'm experiencing some lighting uh, difficulties. So uh, now you will notice that everything looks a little bit different uh, on my end. But uh, we're going to press on. Uh, actually, we are almost at the end of the, <laughs> of the interview here because I wanted to thank Kevin. I wanted to thank you so much for sharing all of this uh, wonderful uh, information and your insights uh, about your uh, your conferences in the in trans states organization and why these conferences are so important. Um, and I really wish you all the best with with your endeavors and and with the preparations for for the next uh, conference to come. Yeah. 
Well, I, I urge people to follow us and watch what we're doing because, you know, we've, uh, again, the fourth conference in the series, uh, and it's the art of initiation. And it may, well, the, the question mark may be over, like, why, you know, after three, why, 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 why is this the initiation? But we're really evolving as an organization and we're really opening um, different vistas. And, you know, we're hoping to um, offer um, even more than we already have. So, you know, and I, 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 I welcome kind of the broader community to engage in that conversation, you know, uh, uh, let us, let us know what people want, you know, as much as, 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 as right. uh, just following what our ideas and our intentions yeah. are. Um, so Excellent. we're hoping that there, you know, will be other events and other things under the trans straight, under the trans states mm. umbrella, you know, beyond just the, the flagship exhibition and conference series, because the art exhibition mm-hmm. is at the heart mm-hmm. of what we do because we're studying art. Um, but yeah, uh, we're, 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 we're definitely expecting number four to have a slightly uh, new feel to it and, uh, and, and uh, be a, be a sense of a, a stage in evolution so yeah watch out for that well i can't wait and i just yeah i just wanted to thank you again for making the time to come talk to me today and yeah i wish you just all the best with uh, with everything that you're doing well thank you thank you very much okay that's all we have for today uh yeah. be, be safe everybody out there and uh i will see you again next time bye